Hi everyone, my name is Daniela Fernandez, and I'm going to start with introducing myself. I'm a Puerto Rican Hispanic woman using the pronouns she, her, hers. And I'm making this podcast called The Women's Stand because I have a lot of perspective and opinions on women's beauty standards and how it has affected them in our life. So yeah, I was born and raised in San Juan, Puerto Rico as a pretty light-skinned Puerto Rican. And as I grew older, I started to notice some comments um, that parents and even peers made about me. And they were calling me Blanquita, which is like little white girl, kind of whitish girl. And it was, honestly, it didn't cross my mind when I was young. But as you may notice, this has nothing to do with body image. But it does have to do a lot with how people see you and how your appearance can affect the way you live and the way you grow up and what you become interested in and get knowledge in because if you're experiencing oppression if you're experiencing discrimination or judgment from people and everyone around you or in different cultures and you're moving around a lot you'll get a different perspective from something that others might not have and explaining that is almost impossible But I just wanted to show my past to see what started to get me into thinking too much about my appearance. So, we grew up, all of us, I'm talking girls, boys, everyone, adults even, little kids, elders. I just mean we all grew up with standards thrown at our faces constantly. We... We're given things to wear, colors to choose, what we could say, how our hair could be cut as a girl or a boy, that we had to be a girl or a boy, that we had to like girls if we were boys and like boys if we were girls. So many things are thrown at us in society that we can't even begin to pick apart every single one. There is not enough time. There's also not a feasible plan to abolish these societal norms which is I don't know doesn't seem like it's very hopeful in this time especially with a lot of things going around luckily we have a new president (laughs) but beside the point I left Puerto Rico when I was turning 10 and I moved to Portland Oregon so I'm 16 now And I'm a sophomore going to a pretty liberal school, small school in Oregon, which um, as I can see when people hear that I'm a 16-year-old girl, they pretty much dismiss my ideas, opinions, especially adults, but mostly the boys in the world. From my experience and many of my peers' experiences, Uh, Hearing a 16-year-old girl kind of makes you think that they're inexperienced. Um, She might be going through some stupid stuff. I don't know. It's never an amazing thing. But besides that, I wanted to just introduce that all, get that all out there. Because I have a lot to say on body image issues and upbringing that everyone has and the power of appearance in our life. Now, to start off with some pretty common knowledge, uh, I'm pretty sure that every teenage teenager or teenage girl that I personally know 
um, has some body image issues, has some issues with finding who they are, but it's common for teenagers to not know who they are or what they believe they need to look like, which is sadly a horrible norm. But specifically going into girls or even girls of color in specific, um, one of the biggest problems is that we are blaming ourselves for the way we feel because of how the system is built. And the system is built around really pushing women and girls, even young girls, even toddlers, down and making them believe that we are not good enough and that it is our fault that we are not good enough and it's not the patriarchy's fault when in reality it is the patriarchy. The patriarchy and misogynistic ideals feeding young children, girls and boys, it's affecting everyone negatively unless you know you're a man and you don't want to see it and that brings us into feminism and why men aren't always feminists or some women aren't even feminist but we'll get into that later so going back into the teenage girls if you're not fitting this specific beauty standard that it is so idealized by adults and everyone in films, TV shows, even music, in books, everywhere, posters that you have, magazines, anything. If you do not fit into that very highly looked up to standard, you are not deemed perfect. But regardless of whether someone else sees you as perfect or if everyone you knew saw you as perfect, maybe not the whole world, but everyone you knew saw you as perfect, you still would personally not believe that you were perfect or good enough or worth loving or even worth achieving happiness. Such a small amount of women, barely any, I don't even believe there is one, fit into the specific standard that every single person decided, wow, they are perfect. I think there are people that you find beautiful and everyone thinks they're beautiful. When in my personal opinion, I believe everyone's beautiful, everyone's body is beautiful, but you can't have everyone be attractive. And it's a controversial topic, even in my own head, that you can't say that everyone's beautiful because then you're saying that everyone is attractive when frankly... That's not how your brain is going to work. You're not going to think every single person you see is attractive. But you can believe that they're beautiful. Body positivity is not about believing that they're attractive. It's about them believing that they are worth loving because they are beautiful. And that their body in itself is something to be cherished. And they are worthy of everything good in the world. Whether or not their body it looks like this or this or this. Or if it fits into the standard. So, girls, specifically, that I know, not fitting into this standard, and myself personally feeling like we don't fit into the standard, are hurt. And that's an understatement, frankly, because it takes over the majority of our mind. And it sort of clouds how we see other people. And while... Whilst we don't see ourselves as attractive, we find other people attractive, but 
we pick apart every single thing about everyone because we pick it apart about ourselves, there are times when we judge other people more because judgment is so regulated into our system, into our daily like routine. It's just judgment, judgment, judgment towards yourself in the mirror, in pictures, looking down at yourself, on your body, anything. Putting on clothes, putting on makeup, doing our hair. That is what girls go through. And not to limit uh, makeup and hair and clothes to girls only. But when speaking from a girl's perspective, I know that we all feel the pressure towards doing that. Whereas boys and men do not get the pressure from society to wear the makeup. Frankly, it's the opposite. To have them not wear makeup and not care about their clothes and etc. So... That's a whole different thing, but not to fit into gender norms is very important. Not to decide that men can't wear makeup or have their hair long. But as we know, uh, if you can't feel like you can check off every box for the beauty standard, and if you don't even feel like you check one, which is frankly how we feel a lot of the time when we're feeling down or whatever... We feel like we can't fit into that, so no one should love us. And that is where the biggest problem lies. We base our worth on our body. And yeah, our bodies are worth a lot. They're important. They take care of us. They take care of us. Our bodies are us, and we're stuck with it for the rest of our lives. So why are we putting so much pressure to change it? Why isn't it good enough? Why, let me rephrase, why will it never feel good enough whether or not you checked the boxes of the societal standard or not? The system has made it very difficult for us to fit any specific beauty standard. And when we talk about the beauty standard, it's quite vague, frankly, because, well, beauty standard for women specifically, adult, there are adult beauty standards, there are teenage beauty standards, there are children beauty standards, which is absolutely crazy and to even see now it i think it's unbelievable that there are even worries about this um as a 13 year old girl 15 16 17 even 18 how are girls thinking about this already how is it why is anyone thinking about it yes of course that's a bigger issue but why are young girls under 10 years old worried about the way they look I I have no idea. Why did I care? I'm not sure. <laughs> but I say it so harshly because it's it's shocking. And personally, I don't believe that many men or boys um, understand the toll that it takes on not only your mental health, but your physical health. Um, just in general. Because although men can experience eating disorders and body dysmorphia and societal pressure to look a certain way, it is different than the one that women face in many ways. And although I am a woman and speaking from bias, it is very clear that the patriarchy exists and that men are the ones in power. So if you are one in power and you have the privilege to be a male, you have to see that there are many limitations to being a woman. So... I hope that they realize that sometimes they have zero idea what they're talking about when they say or they complain that they have too many standards and they are allowed to feel what they do because their feelings are totally valid in that sense. But to 
say that women have it less bad is an overstatement on their part. So I believe in obviously loving every single part of yourself, uh, believing that you're worth it, um, and accepting your body or being neutral in your body where you can at least live in the body and work with it and not cry about it every single day. But since the system has made it so difficult or actually impossible for women to feel okay with themselves, well, now what do we do? (laughs) Now let's get into it about body image and a person's perception of aesthetics or sexual attractiveness of their own body. It involves how a person sees themselves compared to the standards that have been set by society. um, It's about the way you see yourself versus what everyone else is seeing. Um, That is the first step to even achieving body acceptance. But, you know, that's not what we are all taught in anything. And sadly, schools don't teach it because in young girls, many, many pressures are instilled on girls through the school system through parents and parenting through sports everything everything has an aspect of this and I have seen throughout my life that every single thing you do has to do with that why can our rooms like our bedrooms why do boys rooms have to be a certain way but girls have to have it look pretty why is it a standard that women want to shop so much women want to buy makeup women want to wear makeup because that's all all the boys see they see they want this they want they care so much about looks and whatever and sometimes oftentimes they judge that that we care so much about our looks and our body image and what our bedroom looks like or what clothes we wear when they don't really care and they say how can this be started by men if we don't care what you look like or what you're saying and the way your makeup looks and how your hair is done and how your room looks. Why would we care about that if we have our rooms so messy and we don't dress nice, etc.? And I guess they make it a little bit personal when it's not really a personal thing. It's not, wow, everyone I know doesn't care if my rooms look like this or if my clothes looks like this. But when you see the media, for example, Instagram or TikTok in this case nowadays, uh, there is a standard set. Although there are many different kinds of bodies and faces and skin colors and genders and sexual orientations on TikTok and Instagram, the standard to look beautiful, well, although it's changing, is still looking good as a female, which is makeup and clothes and hair, unless you're quote-unquote naturally beautiful, where it's like someone looks at you and they see, wow, you have the perfect features. And we can all know what the perfect features are, although you, you can have your own preference as a human to see a unique nose instead of a small one. There are features that are seen as perfect, and that changes obviously every decade, every day between ages, etc., but having a big butt or a small butt or a small waist or a big waist or having more chub or big lips or small lips or big eyes or small eyes, long hair, short hair, a bob cut, thin arms, long legs, heels, flats, tank tops, 
sweaters, sweatshirts. Look at all the different things that we have to think about to see which one of these things fits in. But unless you are naturally having that small nose, big lips, big eyes, in this, in this time, in this day and age, that standard, you're not really seen as, as beautiful. And I think that's very much ingrained in our heads to see that there's such a focus on it that it is all we think about. It's the way we determine whether we're worth it. And it's the way we determine if what we see in the mirror looks good. Which is frankly impossible because why do we compare ourselves to something absolutely unattainable? You cannot be that being... That unattainable th- and unattainable thing is being someone else. So think about that. What is hoping that you look like someone else going to do? Nothing. Because it's unachievable. You can't be someone else. So think about it. Now, to hop into directly myself and to see some of my own perspective I would like to talk a little bit about my experience with body image and food and exercise and diet culture which is a little bit segued because it goes deeper into a specific but here you go uh I have had many troubles with eating and disorders in my life that have caused some mental challenges And when I started to recover and learn about getting better and learning about the system and the power of the way you look and to start to teach myself and other people what we need to be doing to fix this craziness of feeling so unworthy, when I started to see that, I started to reflect on my past self when I was, I mean, younger younger and that's why I brought up living in Puerto Rico and living in Oregon and there are differences of course but they've all affected me similarly um so in Puerto Rico when I was I was under 10 years old so it's not a great of not as great of a memory of it and I lived getting called something like Blanquita which was telling me that I was too white And although that's not about a beauty standard, it is about a standard in a culture of darker-skinned people, which although I was Puerto Rican as well, I am Puerto Rican as well and Hispanic, and I speak the language fluently, and I only spoke Spanish then, I still had so much judgment on my appearance, although everything else was the same. The power of my appearance is what has now stood out to me. I recently did a presentation in an English class about the power of appearance and its relation to Frankenstein, uh, the book. And I noted that (laughs) in Frankenstein, the ugly characters are the bad people, whilst the good people are attractive. And that distinction right there was done by the author. And I believe, personally, 
personally inflicted into the story because of its power, of the power of the way you look. Although it's a book, the description of the way someone looks is powerful. Because without that, you imagine it. Because their character, the writing of who their character is, shows, and then you make it up in your head. But if you're told what they look like, or if their actions are representing a monster-like actions, you imagine someone unattractive. So it's quite complicated and doesn't make too much sense, but it was just about how powerful uh, the way you look is to everyone else because you will get a lot of judgment based on the way you look. And a lot of the times, although you may be a beautiful person you may not have a beautiful personality but it doesn't matter really to anyone (laughs) because when you look beautiful you are placed 10 steps higher than someone not beautiful and with that then having a personality or a beautiful personality or kind soul doesn't mean as much And that's where another problem lies. Part two of the problem lying right there is that the way you look is prioritized over the way you are and the success you have created without the way you look. But frankly, what can you even say about how do you have success without appearance as a woman? How can you have that? You have to be ten times more talented than the woman that's beautiful and talented. And that is shocking. Because see, I heard Taylor Swift even talk about it. And Selena Gomez talk a lot about how they're they're women. They're taking back their power and saying, why why does it matter if I'm older? Why does it matter if I am skinnier? Why does it matter if I look like this for me to be successful still? But it's true. As the women, the female artists get older, their spark starts starts to fade away ariana grande is i think 27 and she's been popular for a long time she was on tv shows when she was younger and that's where she first got interest but then became this gigantic pop star with one of the most millions of instagram followers but as she gets older i worry i worry here i as an ariana grande fan myself i worry here that her music and her herself will fade away. Her popularity will fade away because of her age. And because I doubt that any famous star would ever appear to change their body in such a large way. Speaking of, Adele is a very interesting example how she lost weight over quarantine of this COVID, of COVID-19 that was shocking to me and hurtful, honestly, because she was an example of this successful, beautiful woman already that was in a bigger body. And when she lost the weight, it was kind of like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. Because why did you do that? And if it were, was for health reasons, etc., that's okay. But such an idol to some 
bigger girls in being so successful and being able to get there in a larger body is insane same with Lizzo Lizzo is this amazing woman who has so much influence in the body positivity and just in the world she's powerful she's so powerful and she took her power back from the patriarchy by defying the standards and that makes us wonder is the only way to (laughs) I guess fix the society is to defy the standards but how could you get everyone to agree with let's defy the standards and let's let's be in a bigger body because we're all too scared we're we all fear fatness so much that we could do anything and we will stick with discrimination and pain because we are so afraid of this one thing that isn't even bad it is in our head and in the society's head it's all around that being big is bad and what even sucks is that men are allowed to be big and still be famous and still be powerful and men want to be bigger but honestly it's just crazy crazy how different the standards are and how many more there are for women but overall when I was talking about the female artists there is a lot of power in the women speaking up but they get a little bit of less respect from men and a lot of boys or men in the world that used to support them or didn't support them because they were beautiful then hear them talking about oh you need to be a feminist oh you need to be an activist and you need to do all this they lose interest i've seen that many times that boys don't like female artists that talk about activism they might not say it's for that specific reason but i see that they see they're beautiful but they don't care that she's beautiful anymore because now she talks women talking is now a problem not now it's been a problem Women are supposed to be this figure, this body, but not a person and not want rights. They're supposed to just sit there and accept what the world is handing them, what men are handing them, excuse me. And there's our third problem right there, that we stand there and we are just a body. And that is where our worth, our self-worth issue comes in, because we are placed as this body and only a body that we believe that we are only a body and that we are worth only what our body is worth and our body is worth more if society accepts us accepts us as a beautiful thing but honestly how can you even get accepted by society to be this beautiful thing it's very unattainable and some people attain it but don't even believe it either way it's a never-ending cycle of unreachable goals set by the patriarchy and by men enforced on us every single day where we even begin to believe that it's true so talking about it talking about our body image and the power of appearance in the world in success in female artists in the oppression we faced learning about feminism and how to take back our power individually but then get the power back systemically is so vital to get this conversation going to share stuff on your instagram story use the most powerful thing for 
Gen C right now and talk on your social media. Talk to people. Then talk to your family. Then talk to your teachers. Make some presentations. Take that step further. Not only as a woman, but even a man. So now what do we do with men? There are already too many questions about what to do with women because some women aren't feminist. Some women aren't even believing that women don't have all the rights that men do. Some people don't believe that there's inequality in the world. And I question how I live near those people or how I live on the same planet as those people. Excuse my pause there. I don't know how to say it, but it's still unimaginable to me that I live on the same earth or maybe in the same state as people who are so ignorant and unwilling to see the inequality in this planet and in this country specifically to me that they will just sit there and be uneducated. They will sit and soak in their uneducation and their ignorance being bliss frankly, and they don't even see their own oppression. Being a woman or a woman of color or a person of color or a disabled person or a person of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, imagine not seeing the oppression you're facing. And I can see that it could be difficult because you blame it on yourself. You blame, oh, I can't get a job the same as that man, maybe because I'm not as qualified. And you blame yourself when you already have an unfair advantage that you're just not looking at because you want to see inequality, you believe. Well, frankly, let's put the example to being a Trump supporter. How can you support someone who's racist, sexist, homophobic, and allegedly a racist, a rapist because he has so many sexual allegations? sexual misconduct allegations and sexual harassment allegations that many have been proved that are pretty true. So how is that person our president or was our president? Unclear. But since women and people of color are blaming themselves, the women and people of color who support people like that and who just are people like that, uh, I feel for them because I'm sorry that they can't um, try and help their community and the people like them. But also, I guess living in ignorance of your own inequality might be great and it might be fun because you don't have to believe that you're in such a place of pain and I don't know what the opposite of superiority is because they're lesser. <laughs> But they blame it on themselves, and I guess that drives them to work harder on themselves, which is great. But that doesn't mean that they will get the same opportunities and chances that white males, cisgendered, heterosexual males would receive. But besides that, I think it's a sad thing because acknowledging this suffering that me as myself as a woman and person of color um, deals with... It's interesting to me because I like looking into the system and the power system, etc. But I like being able to accept myself in a better way because I 
have learned about it and have gotten educated and I want to help people. And like everyone should be an empathetic person, they want to help people. That's why I ask, what do we do with men? What are we supposed to do with the men who either believe there isn't inequality or they just refuse to be a feminist because they're so afraid of honestly what the patriarchy has pushed on them, which is don't be a feminist, don't want to help women, don't do feminine things. They're told not to do feminine things, therefore a woman, a woman being a feminist. Having the word femme in it already throws them off. Having that, they are so afraid of it because they're afraid of being judged the way we are. The way women are oppressed, they're so afraid of that, that they don't want to help women get out of that oppression. Which, it's valid to not want to be oppressed, I understand that. But if you see an entire population, half of the population oppressed, and plus people of color oppressed, then do you see it in yourself to be like, oh, it doesn't really matter to me because it doesn't affect me. And that's where a large issue comes in a lot of the time is that when something doesn't affect you, you don't want to work on it or fix it. And that's where a lack of awareness and a disregard for human life and human emotion comes in. I understand their fear, but I do not respect their actions. And a lot of the time people are just uneducated because maybe the way they live or the community they live in or their family, which is not acceptable but understandable. It's a lot of the times, like I like to say, it's an excuse. It's not an excuse, it's an explanation. And they, if they have an explanation, I understand, but I don't excuse them for not participating in the fight towards women's equality and people of color's equality. So, I'm very big on trying to get people to see why they need to be fighting for our rights as women and to fight the beauty standard and to step out of their comfort zone the way we have to be oppressed every day. Step out of your comfort zone because, no, trust me, you're never going to get oppressed the same way we do. You may be affected negatively by the patriarchy as a male because you aren't allowed to act feminine. Maybe you want to because maybe you just decided that that's something you want for you, but you can't because you're afraid of the patriarchy. Well, imagine how we feel. But the things you can never put yourself in our shoes, you will never have it as bad as a woman in the patriarchy. That's all I have to say, and I will stick with that opinion for the rest of my life, that how could you think that you could even put yourself in our shoes? Because you can't. You can metaphorically, I guess, try to wonder what it would feel like and be like, well, that sounds like it would be pretty bad. Either way, I think people need to step out of their comfort zone and get their shit together. (laughs) Excuse my language. But... Without the men's help. (laughs) Sadly that enforces some old stereotypes on how men need, women need men. But men started the problem. And although women are doing a lot of the work. They're doing basically all the work to get feminism everywhere and women's equality. Men are the ones in power. Men have been the ones in power. There are less women in Senate never been a female president, all that, even though it's getting better. People like to see that as an equality, and they say women are just less qualified to join those places of power, but that is untrue and can be proven wrong many times. 
because there are so many qualified women in the world to take on many jobs. So that's just disproven very quickly. Uh, I just have to say that they are the ones in power, so we have to uh, get them to help us. And it sucks, because why are we doing so much work to solve a problem that they started? When they, the one, I believe that, that we need them. Which sucks. I wish we could do it by ourselves. And we are. We've been doing it. We got our rights to vote. But how hard was that? Very, very hard. But sometimes you have to have some men on your side because... And also, I want to have men on our side. I want to have boys and people educated. I just want them educated. Do what you please with your education. But as long as you hear what you need to hear, I think... We're in a good place where we, I'll decide if you're a bad person if you choose the wrong choice. So, start to think about what do we do to get men with us, on our side. Because in my case, um, talking with friends that are boys and a boyfriend and adults that are men, teachers, my father, my brother, about feminism and rights it's important but it also makes you feel a little bit crazy because as society has told women that we are crazy when we talk about anything we are emotional we are too passionate about something when really it's our rights and I feel like they would be just as passionate and even more mad so I hate the standard that women are the ones who get mad and annoyed and irritated men can't take quote-unquote getting hit in the balls as we take having a period every single month and going through pregnancy and labor. It's so, I don't like the standard that women are seen as weak whilst I believe in the kill all men slogan, which does not mean I want all men to die or that all men are bad. It is such as ACAB. It's Men are in this system, and they created the system, and all of them have internalized misogyny. So do women, though. And they're all, no, 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 I guess inevitably, they are misogynistic, because they are born into that. And so are women. Women are also misogynistic, so everyone's misogynistic, and you kind of have to grow out of it. Or let's start teaching the world differently. Let's start teaching it differently in school and as a parent but how can you do that you can't you can't change every single family you can't change every single person but you can try you can try with the people around you you can protest you can fight but i think that getting some men on your side is important and i guess we don't need males validation because it's that's very very necessary to some women to get male validation because that's what we're taught we're taught to get that validation from men and have them decide what we need to wear and what to do because that's how our life has been and I don't think that we need them to validate that feminism is real or that inequality is real and that feminism is um necessary we don't need them to equate that but we do kind of want them to change the laws and that would kind of make us need them a little bit wouldn't So this was part one to possibly a very long series of rants by me on, well, this episode being just women and beauty standards, but with a mix of everything, I could go into each separate topic and hone in deeply on it, but this was just my 
intro episode on thoughts that will be happening over time and that need to be talked about. So I'm hoping that everyone enjoyed that even a little bit and got some thought out of it and hopefully we can reflect afterwards. So have a great day everyone and keep standing up for women's rights, people of color's rights, keep standing up for human rights. Love you all.